Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. See, I've got the first bit down, but like, we've done it so many times that it just rolls off the tongue. Still haven't figured out the best way to, to, to next. go into the next part. Yeah. 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 What are we going to do, Trev? It's your edit, so your choice. It's I my edit, so my choice. All right. Fuck it. We haven't done it in a while. Let's do what3words.com. What3words is a website that uh, has split up the entire planet into three meter chunks if we we use our random what three word generator, we grab some random random words from a random place on the planet. Yeah. The place doesn't matter. It's no. just a way to get words. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it gives us uh, some slightly different... You know, we just it just tweaks the RNG a little bit, you know? So, Ben, what yeah. three words? Khaki, dolt, eyesore. Ooh. Hmm. Khaki and... I saw it. It sort of. It says to me that, like, it's it's a really some sort of fashion. I mean, it's fashion camo. Like, well, because khaki is the, okay. So the khaki is just the color. Yeah. Yeah. Or or the. It's also technically the fabric. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Just like a canvasy sort of. Yeah, sort of. Sort um, of a rugged. Yeah, but it's Thanks. also used in, like... I mean, because people talk about, like, oh, I put my khakis on, and it's, like, in America, they do. Yeah. But it's, like, just pants in that material, I guess, or, like, short yeah. instead of khaki shorts and stuff. Yeah, but it's not, like, your typical dress pants or your or your jeans. It's no, like, no, it's more casual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, this is... Is this adult in terrible khakis? <laughs> the problem is, in, for Australia, it sounds like we're saying khakis. <clears throat> Mm. Uh, for your car, um, I, I just I like the idea of fashion camo because um, I think of khakis and I think of you know like camouflage. Okay, so is this somebody trying to camouflage themselves with their clothes, like yeah. in a in just a, a city setting? Yeah, <laughs> he's not doing it well. That's why he's a doll, and, and and that's why it's an eyesore. <laughs> well, maybe it's just that the game makes your eyes sore. Because it's actually like okay. a hidden object. Where's Wally? Sort of thing. Okay, so it's it's a competitive game. Okay. Like multiple players, you you get beamed in. You have one person who is the finder, and everyone else is a hider, and they've got to find out. Okay, I'm wearing this, so therefore, if I don't find the place where I where I can actually be be hidden and you know yep. be right up against the wall. Therefore, I'm, I'm basically an eyesore and I'm going to be, you know, they're going to be able to see me very easily. Hmm. And the whole idea I, is- Okay, the- okay. Hang on. I've, I've got a variation on this. Mm-hmm. I like the multiplayer. Yep. But when I said, where's Wally? It kind of inspired me a bit. What if this was a, a, a multiplayer thing, like you said, mm-hmm. you've got maybe like four to eight people or something- they all get dropped into this scene that's just being viewed from a single camera mm-hmm. and it's full of people and things happening like a Where's Wally scene. Yep. But you've got like, I don't know, five seconds each person to like rotate through outfits mm-hmm. um, and looks and then 
like actions maybe um that that after that five seconds is up it's fixed like you're in this outfit and you're playing this animation basically like this particular action Mm -hmm. and then everyone else has to as quickly as they can figure out who the other people are because they don't fit into the scene so it's like a it's like a a a moving where's wally thing where you are trying to hide as well as you can to blend in to to, to this thing. So, only one person is hiding and everyone else is, is seeking? I think every- No, I think everyone is hiding and then everyone is finding and you're trying to find the other people. But, like, it's sort of like one of those things where it's like, you're going to have those five seconds of- First, you're just going to be trying to figure out who who is who am I yep. in this scene? And so, you can maybe move around a bit. You can maybe, like, you know that if I, yeah, like, flick through the colours or whatever- at a certain speed, you're going to see, okay, where on the screen is that person? But you're hoping that everyone else is, like, watching their own one. And then when it finishes, then everyone- Now now everyone's, like, looking around for the other people. Which is very much like that game that we saw at the end of PAX. Similar, yes. That, that sort of inspired me to it a bit as well, where you're trying to hide in that way. But that was literally, like, you're trying to get close to them and punch them out or whatever. This is just- I think you're just trying to figure out who they are and you've got these different techniques to do so. So, it comes down to like, how fast can I sort of figure out the color scheme of where I am that I'm going to blend in the best? Mm -hmm. And then what's everyone else doing? Like, it might be a big um, like outdoor scene or something. And over here, you've got people camping around a campfire and doing different things and then playing hacky sack. And then on this place, you've got people swimming in a lake. And it's like, oh, shit, okay, uh, I'm on the- I think that's me on the, like, pier near the lake people. Um, so, flick, flick, flick through, put uh, bathers on and uh, do a di- like, go into a dive animation or a- or something, you know, something like that. And if you- then if- when people are looking around the screen, you're like, the person's got winter gear on at the- at the lake and they're skiing, <laughs> like, or they're, you know, they're- Flying a kite, something that doesn't, you know, something incongruous, basically. Um, I was almost thinking that this could also work as, like, one of those games where you've got- It's a local catch- Catch co-op sort of stuff. Where you've got um, the main screen showing showing that one view, but Mm. on your phone- You've got, like, here's here's your approximate location, here is, like, and you can sort of- so oh, you've almost you got, got a zoomed-in view of yeah, yourself. Yeah, you got a, a zoomed-in view of yourself, thing. and you can you can you know choose choose your outfits that yeah. way. Oh well, actually, that could be interesting. <laughs> Maybe it's sort of almost the flip side of that. The start of it, you only get each person only gets the view on their phone, and they get a little view of what of what's around them. And then, yeah, like, you can select your outfits and stuff. And then, when everyone's done, okay, now the full scene comes up on the screen Mm -hmm. and and maybe then you're like controlling your little cursor around on it or something to to get zoomed in views of of elsewhere um and try to figure out then oh okay which of the which of these is not quite right yeah (laughs) yeah that actually works a bit better having that ability to the hidden information thing is what was needed there for sure yeah and and that way you don't have that whole I'm trying to find my character. Instead, you can- No, you see them on the screen, but you don't know where they're going to be in the larger scheme of things. And you don't get a- I think you don't get a really good view of who's around them. So, you could 
do the wrong animation or like do the wrong outfit that doesn't it sort of looks like it maybe should have fit but then it doesn't mm-hmm. that's cool that really is yeah all right trevor what three words distraction scholastics nods <laughs> okay is this uh, i i went to people cheating in a test or something through like nodding at each other to like make a distraction or or as just like a code of some sort <laughs> a nodding based code with just a little you know the little nod is like yeah do it, go. yeah <laughs> now i'm picturing you know 13 kids like they look from one to the other just a little just nod. nods just nods nod 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 <laughs> I I think I've been listening to the old episodes too much because my ideas are going a bit stupider than they have in a while. Uh, I was thinking, like, what if you what if you're physically controlling the head with your thumbstick <laughs> for the nods? <laughs> now that just makes me want to want to have instead of it being like, you know, sort of primary school aged or whatever. Now I want it to be like a lot younger, like. A pre-kinder sort of thing where they can't right, quite so like keep your head. heavy head up. Like, I don't know that we need to justify it. I was like, I was thinking like college age kids or like, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, they, they have or high school. They haven't. Yeah. Uh, well, college age kids. You've you've got basically they've been they're all hungover. Uh, they're all hungover and they're like nodding off to sleep. So you got to try and keep their right. keep their head up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's much there, you know, physically keeping someone's head up. What? Like, like focusing on the test, doing the nods to the other people to for your plan that nobody can remember because you all got drunk the night before. What, what if it was more around in order to cheat on the test? Because you know that you, you're not going to get these, these answers, but mm. you can cause different distractions to, to, be able to cheat on the test and be able to, you know, get out of here. And the high, the idea is it's just a it's a puzzle game basically of working out how to actually cheat on this mm. test. And then there's another test, and different teachers have different right. So so every yeah every test you're in like a different classroom. You've got some different potential distractions around, and it's sort of figuring out. How is it maybe even figuring out who has the answers? Like, who's the smartest around mm. you in some- Like, figuring that out in some way. Yeah. So, it's it's all about, like, there could be the same kids there, but Martin Prince is only good at, like, um, oh, English. subjects, too. And then- right. <laughs> and Okay, then- I like this. Maybe this is a bit of a- a bit of more of a narrative thing then where the main gameplay is these puzzles, but you've got like almost visual novel stuff in between where you can choose who to talk to. It's like, oh, I need to find out like more information about, you know, Jim Bob. Um, what are they good at? What are they bad at? You know, can they be a potential source of distractions or are they just a potential source of answers? You know, Ooh. this could actually be this particular day is is the day of tests. And right. when you go through it for the first time, you fail every single test. Okay. And then you wake up the next day and it's a Groundhog Day well, situation. You've got a Groundhog and, Day situation, and, yeah. And you then have have the opportunity to, to start sort of working out, okay, if I skip this test in the morning, then I can find out 
you know, something about these people, or I can mm. set up something for for the next for the next test, so I can find out the answers I wonder, to this test. I wonder if we can have something in there about to sort of progress forward in a day you have to pass a certain number of tests or you have to pass like, like, and that number might increase over time. Right. So, so that they can't just, Oh, I'm just going to skip every test, talk to everyone, like get all the information up front and then like ace them all the next day. You almost have to balance that up by, well, it, okay, it, I need it to could at be least one of those things one of like in death loop where the first time you go through, you're not going to, you're not able to do it all because there's one perfect way. Um, you know, you mm. got you can't talk to every everyone because you know at the same time something's happening. Um, you know, there's three people that that are available that you have to be able to yeah. talk to on different days. Yeah. So, and and even then, like, if you cause too many distractions, you get you get kicked out of the class and you can't pass yeah, that test. You so. Can't. Well, and I wonder if even I think if you skip too many tests as well, maybe you just like you can't go back to the school or something. Like you basically we're forcing them to at least attempt most of the tests in a day to put some of the knowledge to use and like experiment. Basically, it's like okay, well, I'm going to try cheating off, you know, this this woman here uh, because she said something earlier that seemed smart. I haven't got to really talk to her yet, but we'll we'll just see what happens. But then, like, she dobs you in or something. You know, you just get more information that way as well within the actual test. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, you end up with these, like, mental dossiers on on all the Thing different is, people one, in the once class. Once you actually have the test sort of aced, like, you you may be able to, you know, read it's off something. It's not going to change the next day. It doesn't day. change the next day. Or if it does- then there's something else going on with this thing, and you're actually. Well, going that could through- be an interesting little twist, actually. Like you get to you get to the point where you're acing three tests every time because you just know the answers, and then like the next day they've changed. It's like what? <laughs> just one of them has changed. And Maybe it's, it's like-, like a Palm Springs situation. There's someone else in the loop. Turns out there's someone else in the loop with you, and when it's, certain it's things happen, teacher. it like alters. Oh, it's the teacher. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, when they realise that you're the one, they change the test up. That's pretty funny. I don't know how you resolve that though, so that you can eventually pass it. Or is it is it a, is it this is it a Groundhog Day situation where by the end of this all you've actually learnt all of the uh, content well enough that you can pass any test that they put in front of you? All of this was just a way for you to actually learn things. Yeah. In- what what I kind of <laughs> like school. is. And it's something I haven't really seen done too much. But when you first started trying to read, and you and you would, or if you look at a word that you've never seen before, it just looks like gibberish. Yeah. But yeah. as you learn it, it's like it'd be good if you know all of a sudden it became sort of a little like a little bit more like oh I recognise that word that you know and it's right you couldn't have recognised it at the start because it's literally gibberish. But as you've learnt things like it becomes more English or more more of the language that, that the game is in. Yeah, that it becomes clearer. Or you do it with some sort of, yeah, like iconography or- Or it's or just something or, blurred. Like, yeah. it's all blurry yeah. until, oh, this word has now come, come out and you've yeah. learned enough about that. Or it's like moving around on the page or something. Like, it's shifting about to the yeah. point that you physically can't- Yeah, because it's- Yeah, like, makes sense of it. Almost that your, your character's dyslexic and that 
that yeah. could be quite interesting as well. Yeah, um, that's cool. That is really cool. Ben. Yeah. What three words? Swam, highlighters, bicycle. Ooh, okay. There's some sort of like triathlon involved. <laughs> it's a triathlon, but instead of the instead of the running, they've just got like it's it's exam preparation, and you and you're doing highlighting. <laughs> highlighting. <laughs> well, maybe we take highlighting because we just did a school one. <laughs> maybe we take highlighting highlighters to be like highlighting particular competitors or something, or like some sort of. Ooh, mechanic okay. around In, instead of you instead of you playing the um it being in the triathlon you're yeah. controlling the broadcast okay and mm-hmm. it's and it's all about engagement so you know it doesn't right. just have to be this this sort of thing but um if you stay on one person or if you just stay on the leader for the entire time people are going to switch off this is this in this is you yeah. Know, you want to find the dramatic moments, mm. so it's almost like you've you've got like another another wall of monitors that you can sort of just go, oh look, this person's getting eaten by a shark. You know, switch over to, switch over to them, and you know yeah. they're fighting off the shark, and every like the numbers start rising, and yeah, you see the real time ratings. Yeah, I like that, especially if we do something like it's a wacky, yeah, it's triathlon with weird shit happening all the time. Oh, uh, quick! We need to switch into- over, to, switch over to the the cycling part because you know, <laughs> axe throwing McGee is swinging <laughs> axes. <laughs> yeah, you've got all these different characters. Well, then this is another one where you could even have like, yeah, these characters, these recurring characters. Basically, it's like, okay, who's in this race? Oh, we've got axe throwing McGee. We've got um, Swampfoot Jackson. I don't know what they do, but uh, <laughs> they're just a big full clone. But they've got like, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're just they're yeah, they really good at swimming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got, um, you know, Haley Hailstorm who carries a storm cloud around with her and makes everyone slip over. Like, yeah, yeah. makes it. She, she's terrible at cycling, but in the running, she, you know. She Not literally right steps onto the cloud, uh, a la, you know, monkey magic or whatever. And then- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we both just. Did that's the- a very. <laughs> that's a very specific reference. Reference there. That, that doesn't from- actually work on an audio medium, but we both. No, maybe I'll cut in this. Maybe I'll find the actual sound and cut it in and pretend we just did it perfectly. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's something you can actually physically do with your mouth. It's probably a sound effect. So. God damn, I love that. I love that show as a kid. So oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, so yeah, they, ju- they jump on a cloud and you know, monkey magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music just plays. Of course. Plays as they're coming. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, we've been playing a lot of Fortnite, and and earlier this season they had Dragon Ball Z, and you could jump on a Nimbus cloud and go around. Like, right. Um, I just think that this is this is the um, monkey magic version of that, and it plays the music like as as you go. Yeah, monkey was irrepressible. It jumps out into the thing. <laughs> Monkey magic. Ooh, monkey magic. Oh, should we right, do another one? Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trevor, what's three words? Okay. 
we have monstrously Ooh. unappreciative uh-huh. vestibules. <laughs> so I like okay. monstrously and unappreciative. Okay, okay. What are some uses of a vestibule, and can we bring that into like a monster world of some sort? An antechamber hall or lobby next to the outer door of a building. Okay. Waiting room. Oh, waiting room. A waiting room full of monsters is an interesting idea. Yeah, there's there's something about, like, in everyone's house. Uh, did, you said that a vestibule is, like... It's just um, any sort of smaller building outside the main building. Yeah. What like if... A lo- like a lobby or... What if... You know, in in this in this town, like every house has a vestibule, but because they've been ignored for so long, they're they're infested with monsters. Oh, I see. Okay, and like, you- so do you play like some sort of exterminator? Yeah, I, I like the idea of you know you have to come in and it's like, oh. You've really been neglecting this this vestibule, or really haven't been appreciating your vestibule here. <laughs> well, look, and, and and we don't have to we don't have to call like vestibules an odd word. I, what if just like uh, so? Wh- where my mind went to with this was some sort of roguelike, mm-hmm. where over time you're learning different things about the different like types of monsters, the different biomes essentially that they've created within people's garages, cellars, you know, sheds. And each house you visit is a run, mm. and but you you maybe or they could be like, living in the walls, or they could be in this other yeah. one. It's like living but under a rug. You, but <laughs> as you go, you start to learn the telltale signs to know what sort of uh, pr- like what sort of weapons to bring in with you, right? Like yeah. you've got a fixed like, or even just like what loadout to start with. It's like, oh, okay, there's green slime around the garage door. Then that means I'm, I'm going to come up, you know, against some slime things. So I'm going to bring my flamethrower to start with. And then you don't, then obviously it's like roguelike sort of stuff where you might find other weapons. You might find, you know, upgrades and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what's my starting build based on, you know, uh, your investigation, initial investigation, but really then adding in some of the business type stuff as well. Then of you being the exterminator, it's like okay, you're going to like quote X amount for the job. You need to pay a certain amount of money to get your yep. equipment or whatever. But if you do too much damage to the place, that comes out of your mm. out of your pay. So it's sort of yep. like yeah, you got paid fifteen hundred dollars for the job, but you did $2,400 worth of damage, so you're yeah. paying them 900 bucks. Like, Yeah, you owe them money now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then that can really, like, as you, as you obviously unlock things and get more money or better uh, upgrade your weapons, I guess it's not technically a roguelike necessarily, but it's a more, it's run-based in that yeah. way that in between you're upgrading things and, like, buying things and spending money. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of, you know, you go in searching this place. I'm picturing a, a first-person view because yeah, there's something yeah. about, like, they're saying- It sounds like there's something happening, you know, in the, um, in the attic space. So, you yeah. have to sort of poke your head up, like, in the VR, you, actually. And you see, you know, shadows- I like the idea of in, of in VR, like, actually physically lifting- your head, like lifting up the attic, uh, 
door and, and having to peek over the top and look around. Like, maybe there is an aspect of not quite stealth, but, like, like they'll run. Yeah, if you get in there and, like, it could be really trap-based um, gameplay and stuff. And mm-hmm. if you don't have, like, a sticky trap or whatever that you can throw in there, you just have to sneak up because otherwise they're going to run. And you're not going to you're not going to get most of them. Yeah, um, it's going to take you longer. You're going to do more damage. You will put yourself more at risk. But if you can launch like a like throw a sticky grenade around into the next room, um, then you know for the whatever ten seconds they're all stuck in place, and you can fucking execute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm wondering what sort of what sort of traps you've got like. I'm sort of thinking almost along the lines of a Ghostbusters sort of trap that there are certain certain yeah. things that you can use, like, and you've got different traps for different um, different monsters that you can use after you after you know. Oh, okay, we're dealing with you know a um, a roof fiend. So it's like a roof fiend that. They literally susceptible just, to susceptible to to know. like a sticky a sticky trap, like yeah. So you just put down a load of sticky tape, sort of stuff, and it gets stuck to it, and then gets wrapped all. Well, up, I think it's almost it yeah. And- I guess it depends on how the pace of the gameplay goes, and that would just come through experimentation. But um, particularly if you're doing in VR, I feel like it's probably like room, but like room by room, in a in a very roguelike sort of way. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, how am I approaching this next room? Yeah, whether it is that you're coming into it with traps, and I think. I don't think we go for realistic, like, oh, no. if you're going to a house, like, like if you're going to a house and there's something in the roof, we're not restricting you to one little roof area. It's like, it's a dungeon, basically, <laughs> within, you know, within each, within each space, no matter how realistic that is. Um, there, there's something about, like, if you know that this, this thing is living in the walls and you cut a hole, it's like- it opens up into this into this massive expanse that right they're in the wall dimension yeah effectively and then you then you're dealing with it in there you're doing a, a bit of a run through there and then as you come back out well that could almost be like a secret or like one of those you know alternate routes or something like that where yeah you can you can choose to go through that dimension and you might get more loot but it's going to be riskier or whatever yeah to hunt to hunt down that particular type of creature. Cool. That's cool. I like that. Hey Listen. Ben. Last yeah. one for today. Nice nice quick one. What three words? Yeah. <laughs> Minivans, scratchier, flatbreads. Ooh, minivans and flatbreads sort of says to me picnic. Yeah. And then scratchier is like did you get like, did you fleas. go through um, either fleas or did you did you get the really shitty pe- picnic blanket that, you know, isn't- <laughs> The scratchy picnic blanket. <laughs> did you wipe your butt with poison ivy? Like, that's, that's a bad I thing. I hope not. Yeah. Um, okay. Picnics. Picnics is an interesting way to go for a game. What can happen? What happens on a picnic that you could gamify- is it like about planning for the picnic? Is it are we like simulating what happens at a picnic? Hmm. Is it about keeping the kids safe? 
Yeah, I, I keep on coming back to that that game that I played a little while ago, Think of the Children, where the children can sort of get off and, and do weird things. Or is it just a really chill picnic simulator? Is it like one of these things where you just get to kind of plan it out a bit, you get to pack your picnic bag in, like, picnic basket really nicely, everything fits in well if you do it right, and then you get to choose your spot, and then it's just this nice, like, vistas and the sounds of kids playing and you chose a spot down near the creek and so you got water going and we kind of, yeah, we do simulate a bit of the things that happen. But yeah. actually, like, there's no danger. It's just, like, chill. It's just, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just the experience. I think if you did it right in VR, that could actually be, like... Yeah, just- I feel like there's a there's a room for, like, sort of wholesome content, you know, calming and then you know, at, in in each place, there can be little little secret things of, yeah, yeah. You can go for a wander. Did, find did you things. did you find the cave behind the waterfall? Because in there was you know an old pirate grave and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it and it's like- just like yeah, it's just sort of it's just finding these little Easter eggs and little parts of the scenery <laughs> with no danger, <laughs> no risk. <laughs> Did did, a, did you see the vista? Yeah. Like uh, when you when you go through the pet cemetery and you sort of go up onto the mountains and <laughs> then you look over over the you know destroyed city of <laughs> whatever and <laughs> that could be. I mean, see now we're going past the wholesome stuff, but I do like the idea of you're never actually in danger, but there's no. all this environmental storytelling of what's come before. Yeah, that you can seek out. And and find while your kids are like playing in the creek, hmm. and yeah, you you <laughs> you come across an old like newspaper of the alien invasion, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's uh, I just I love the idea of you know you keep on calling back to different Stephen King um, properties and <laughs> all this it's all sort of Stephen stuff. King. Okay, yeah, I mean I I, I was sort of seeing you know uh you you pick up the newspaper and find out about you know the the super cold that went that went across across the world and yep. you know the super floor where yeah what do they call it mr uh uh captain captain snip snaps i don't remember spits i don't remember what it was uh we're talking about the stand <laughs> the stand yes captain trips Trips, yeah, Captain Trips. Cappy T. Um, yeah, sure, it's a secret Stephen King love love letter to Stephen King. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris and the Superfly or Captain Trips. Yeah, I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you come across um, a rabid dog, but it's dead. already dead. <laughs> um, you see the Needful Things store, but it's closed. Yeah. Uh, but there's some cool stuff in the window. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big dark tower in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of phases in and out. Like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite on our plane. <laughs> uh, okay. That's fine. I really, I really fucking love that idea. <laughs> Anytime that I can bring Stephen King in. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a rich, a rich history of, of uh, characters and things there. Ideas. All right. I think that's it. I think that's the end of our episode. So, yeah. 
Yeah, if you'd like to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our stuff is there. Uh, all of our previous episodes. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Hmm. Uh, if you like the music that we play at the start and end of each episode, that is the song meant to find itself of the album Containment Value by the band Kuradust. Find it at kuradust.bandcamp.com. We're also on, we're now on Bastardon, if, you, if you're if you trying to escape Twitter. Um, I think I put the link on uh, on the Podchaser site, so you can look over there, or otherwise you can search for Bitstorm uh, at, on mastodon.gamedev.place, which is where we've kind of landed there. Mm. It's a fun little community. A, a lot of the other uh, gaming podcasts seem to be going off to Hive, so... Yeah, I don't know about Hive. We won't get into that near here, but... From what I've heard, it's app only, and mm. anyway, I do, I do, I do. There's like a, a lot good of website. choices. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Ah, uh, young Jeremy, I caught you cheating on the test five loops ago. What? How do you know about the loops? Because I've been here the whole time. <laughs> And put your little hand in mine. <laughs> <laughs>